Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast. Round two of the Marsh Community Series. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who is furious the AFL have cancelled the Port Saints game in Shanghai. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. It's, I mean, I've got to look at my travel insurance now. I had tickets booked. I was already, I was already doing a, uh, a tour of the wet markets of Wuhan uh, beforehand. You love a bat, don't you? You love a bat. You, you know, I've tried to get deep-fried bats anus onto the uh, menus of Marvel Stadium for years now, and they won't have a bar. I mean, I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with bat. And, all right, I've been proven slightly wrong over the last few months, but I think once people get through this coronavirus, once we've got toilet papers back on the shelves, mm-hmm. I think the bat will become the delicacy that it was always destined to be. Oh, my God, a little bat with a little bit of chicken salt on top of it. Divine. Oh, that is... I mean, that is what you sit in the outer, just nibbling away. Goes that on your bat bat? and chips? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So now, what are the what are the tens of people who are going to be attending that game going to do? You know, they're going to be lost. I've been talking to a lot of my mates in Shanghai, and they're Mm -hmm. they're at a loss. They're like, we plan a we plan a year around it. Like it's 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 the Super Bowl for a lot of the Chinese folk over there. And now they go, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, because the, the one thing that, I mean, one thing it does stop is they're, them trying to work out how they're going to get a billion people into 10,000. Because you know, as soon as that game is announced, there's fucking, there, there's uh, huge crowds on the roads over there. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks it's just uh, like just traffic jams because there's so many people. They're trying to get to the Chinese version of Ticketmaster. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I wonder how, they, I mean, it must be a big re- relief for the AFL that they can't cook the books and, and say yes. that the place was sold out when you can clearly see 5,000 empty seats. <laughs> Well, 5,000 empty seats, but the people couldn't get there. That, that's, the, that's the reason they couldn't have it. it. It is a shame. I mean, you know, just as they're starting to build momentum into it. Yep. So first year, people of China didn't turn up. Second year, they're like, what the fuck are we on this bus for? Where are we going? And this year, they would have been sitting there going, what is that shit? I don't even know what this... Where is this from? Who are these people? Why are we Why here? Why are they running around like... Yeah, exactly. Why do all these uh, people out there, they all look the same. I can't tell the difference. What's that guy so, Koshi doing? Yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't understand what's going on. What are those national anthems? We're standing for the Chinese national anthem because if we don't, we get shot. And it's just, <laughs> they just don't understand it. And now it's going to be moved to Cairns. Cairns is not the same as Shanghai. Well, no, they're, they're, they're moving to Marvel. Moving to Marvel, man. Is it not going to Cairns? No, initially I think there was a bit of chat about taking it the home of football Cairns and then, they, mm. uh, then they're going to move to Marvel and I think they may have to work out what date because I think it was during a bye week. And so they've got to work out kind of when they actually put it on. Is that right? Well, I think I think I, they actually should get the, the Thursday night spot that you guys fucking hog, the um the Carlton Richmond game. I reckon Port St Kilda at Marvel, what a way to kick to off the season. To open the season, you reckon? Open the season, my friend. Okay. That's an that's an interesting what about you have them at the same time? So you got Carlton Richmond, hundred thousand at the G, you got St Kilda uh, Port Adelaide, same night, over at Marvel, you got Twelve thousand, mate. <laughs> so that reminds them of what it was like over at uh, at Shanghai. Hey, uh, are you stocking up on your toilet paper, dude? Oh, mate, I went down at Costco. I got, I've got uh, six pallets at home. Of the, there's about three pallets here at uh, Wayne Jackson Studio. Are you running a lot up at? Because uh, you're in uh, Rod Carter Studios. I am. What's the toilet paper situation like up there? I went down to the supermarket just before, and I noticed that all the pasta was gone. And all of the flour, yes. all the flour was gone, and yeah, all what are people? What and are all people the toilet making? paper was gone. Now, I, I, you know, if we are in a in a a, um, a state of panic, I don't think I'm going to be doing much baking. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm bleeding well, I'm from the eyes, but I'm fine. <laughs> That's why I'm glad you're up there. Ignore the bat in the background. 
that I'm eating. Uh, people love people love bats. Uh, I always find like but, uh, newspapers. If you want, if you run out of toilet paper, you can grab a news. I I actually only yeah. rub my butt with uh, Robbo's columns. <laughs> <laughs> with his top fifty, yeah, yeah, things, yeah. things I like, things I don't like. Yeah, this is what I think of uh, your pick forty-two in your top fifty, mate. He shouldn't be there. Oh, that feels good. That feels real good. It's so strange the uh, the run on the uh, supplies going around the nation right now. Do you think it's going to start to affect our football games? Because they are talking about you know having to cancel major events. They're talking about potentially cancelling the Olympics. You are right. And uh, isn't Syria? Don't they haven't they played a game or two with no crowd? Or they're talking about uh, playing the game with no crowd? I thought you meant Syria. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I, I, they're not having a lot of games over yeah, I don't in Aleppo think at the up. moment. They're showing up too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in the Syria, they're, uh, they're talking about, play, if, if not have played games with no crowd, are talking okay. about playing games with no crowd because Italy had a bit of a breakout last week or so. Well, I think you can play because Joe Root, the uh, England cricket captain, was talking about uh, when they play Sri Lanka, they're only going to do the fist bumps. There's going to be no shaking of hands before games, no shaking of hands post-game. Just a little bit of a fist bump. So you could probably still play... That is play a fucking AF- weird reference to come up with. How Joe Root... At, at, where did you read that? Like, how did that come up? That Joe, Joe Root is the fucking expert on coronavirus going around at the minute. That's... Joe Root's where I get all my um, coronavirus <laughs> information from. Yeah, where do you get it from? Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll share their mate's box, but they're not going to uh, shake hands. Yeah, that's right. No, they're not going to shake hands. But, okay, so that will filter down. You could probably still play football, but there'll be uh, no tackles... Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. No celebrations post-game unless you do that, you know, that arm link thing like they do in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I'm trying to think how it might affect the Gatorade Pukaki. The Gatorade Pukaki is probably pretty safe, actually, by the fact you throw well, it on I, the person in the middle, not touching yourself, and also the sugar will dissolve all of the dead skin on top of the uh, body. Yeah, I would imagine that's a sterilization process. I, th- I would think, if anything, more Gatorade Pukakis per person. Like when you're leaving the MCG, whether you've played or not, they give you a bukkake and you're, you're clear. Do you reckon that... So AF, AFL is the safest place to be right now. Do you reckon they actually will go so far as to actually have games with no people around? I, I think, because it hasn't really affected that many Australians so far, but yeah. if we see a spike, I think they're going to have to potentially do that or people will just start staying away anyway. Well, haven't we been through this before? Like, Did SARS get as many people as uh, Corona? I think uh, I'm talking to you like you're fucking from the World Health Organization. Sorry, uh, question with that notice. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know, I I quit the the WHO years ago, but I have kept an eye on it. I think SARS has had a lot more deaths, and uh, coronavirus is fucking splashing around down the kitty's end. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But you hey. know, it could get there if if people, you know, what we can get it to number one if people stop washing your hands, mm-hmm. start licking public transport. Mm-hmm. And just getting him really tight when you're talking to people, we can really spread it around. Yeah, yeah. I make a point of coughing without, you know, putting my hand over my mouth, particularly on, and pub- you know where, on public transport. Yeah. You know where a good place to do that is at our comedy festival shows. If you're feeling a little bit nasally, a little bit raspy in the chest, come along and laugh your lungs out at our comedy festival shows. Yeah, gotcha. So we are doing the comedy festival, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I'm doing the Sydney... Internet well, Sydney Comedy Festival as well in May, oh, May 13 and 15, I believe, it at the Factory Theatre. I think tickets on sale if you go to the Sydney Comedy Festival website now. But also we have a little code word for the junk timers out there to get cheap tickets, mate. Cheap tickets. What's the little code word? Low dog. Low dog. So if you put that in, yeah, if you go to comedyfestival.com.au, this is for our Melbourne International Comedy Festival shows. Yours is called? Uh, I think I might like to be a dictator. Very funny photo, by the way. You are impersonating The Rock. Uh, cost me a lot of money. <laughs> where, where did you get the bum bag, by the way? Uh, I think I had to go to Target, I think. Yeah, I had to walk around about four or five different shops and say, do, yeah. you, have a, do you have a skivvy? And they're like, mate, it's the middle of summer. No, we don't. So it's really I hard. I think I ended up in a Uniqlo. Uniqlo? Uniqlo? Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. And got one there. Yeah, paid fucking through the nose for it. But it was like, yeah, okay, one joke. There we go. Mate, you got to do it. It's a thing. I, when I did my Breaking Booze um, poster a few years ago, which was a parody of the um, Breaking Bad one where uh, Walter White is in his undies. And to get a pair of like white Y-front undies in Australia is really, really difficult. fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, wow. Huh. I had to go to like a second, not a second hand, so almost like a reject sort of shop outlet and paid like $3 for them. Don't really think about where to buy underwear or what underwear to buy in the world. Well, you just get them from the supermarket, don't you? 
Uh, yeah, I reckon I would, yeah, because it'd be cheap and it'd be probably about <laughs> five for about ten bucks, yeah. And uh, my show, 100% Mostly Organic, I'm on from the 7th of April until the 18th. So I'm doing 12 shows only. So get your fucking tickets, junk timers. And if you put in the code word LOWDOG, you get yourself a sweet little discount. Do we know what the discount is? I actually don't know. Do you know? I, I do, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you're across yeah. there. That's good. Yeah. Mate, hey, yeah. I got out of who and I got into discounts. Can we talk about your mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always a better month of football when Warwick Cap is involved, isn't it? Yeah. Now, I, I reckon this would have been early on the junk time experience in mm. 2014. I think that would have been our first year. It was. So, people may not know this, but we went down to Capapalooza, didn't we, on mm. grand final day? We sure did. Down at, what was the name of the hotel? It was on Burke Street in the city opposite... Right Southern near Southern Cross Station, yeah. I yeah. can't remember the name now. Um, but we went down because Warwick Kappa was hosting the afternoon. Yeah. And so you had to duck off probably about 1.30-ish. I didn't get to see the great man. I had to get a grand final party. And I hung around for a bit longer because I was going to go to the game and it was only like yeah. a three-minute train ride from Southern Cross to Jollymont. And also you don't require a ticket for where you sit. Well, yeah, but I actually had to palm off a few tickets that day. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I palmed off two tickets to a friend of the show, Emma Race, uh, her dad and his mate. So I took... Yeah, right. look, I took at, oh, look, at you, look at you Hawthorne supporters taking care of each other. Yeah, because I got my, my brother-in-law, so he had a couple of tickets free. And so I had to walk around with a bunch of cash in my pocket going, geez, I don't want to lose this wallet because there's a lot of money in here. Well, Cause, you know, mate, I mean, you, t- yeah, I, yeah. I, I added a little bit on top. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And so I actually got a photo with Warwick. That day. Absolutely, mate. The he came in. How, how tall is he? Uh, he's a big unit. Yeah, he's a big unit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, big barrel chest. I reckon six, three, four. Okay. I mean, he played a full forward, you know. He, he would have been a big guy. But I remember going back to the back to that pub after the game. Because I remember we talked about this on the pod back in, you know, 2014. Yeah. I went back to that pub after the game with a friend of mine and said to the barman, um, you know, what was... What was Warwick the whiz. like? Tell yeah. us about the whiz. And he was like, "Oh, yeah." He's like, "Oh, it's, it was a bit sad." And he, I think he, <laughs> I think he gave out prizes during quarter time and half time and stuff like that. And he did the old um, recreate the mark over Chris Langford. Oh, so good. He, he he probably did his sportsman's night shtick. Yeah, yeah. Well, now he's got another uh, another story to add because he he was I don't know where he was. He was at. Um, he was with an entrepreneur. He was at a celebration event. This is this is classic Kappa. Uh, <laughs> an entrepreneur. A, <laughs> he was at a celebration event for young entrepreneur Jackson Myers Freight Forwarding Company, Virus Global. Of course, that's that's where I expected him to be. What's the, na- ex- what's, the, what's the name of the dude? Jackson Myers. Uh, Jackson Meyer is the guy. M E Y E R. So he's got a freight forwarding company called Virus Global, as we all would know. Uh, big big time sponsors of uh, Junk Time. But they had a chat to the Wiz, and he said, "Now this is what this is what I love. He just speaks from the speaks from the hip. He shoots from the hip. He doesn't care the Wiz. He says there's too much money. The players get paid too much, and they get fined. So he's saying they get fined if they have too much fun out in the field. They do anything extravagant, they get fined for it. He said back when I was playing, I used to have sex in the toilets at how half time. Mm, yeah. Now now it's don't show any emotion." Don't wear tight shorts. Don't wear white boots. Don't do a handstand. Don't kick 100 goals. I didn't realise they were all uh, rules that were put in place. They're team rules. You know when you walk around the rooms in the club and mm. they've got like motivational phrases on top of the yeah, walls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it always says, uh, don't wear tight shorts. Yeah, uh, don't do don't it. Wear, don't wear white boots. By the fact, fuck, I saw a photo of Origin the other day. Fucking none of them had fucking black boots. Like they were all like yellow, red, white. Like they, they clearly you can wear white boots. Yeah, I don't know where the wizard's been. The last person to wear black boots has been really fucked. You see, you see black boots down. You're like, fuck, that's odd. Oh fuck, I get that conservative motherfucker. Uh, don't <laughs> don't do a handstand. I don't remember the Wiz ever doing a handstand. And then don't kick hundred go. Okay, hundred goals. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But uh, but definitely, yeah, but it's not on the but wall. They're not saying they're not saying don't kick a hundred. Yeah, like if you get to ninety eight, they go whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> uh, oh, well, hang on. Unless you're Alistair Clarkson and you're a complete cunt. And someone's on 99. He fucking... And then you're like... He did that for like a minute. And then he called him out of the back line, okay? That's a fucking oh, myth. Shit. It's a myth. 
It's an absolute myth. I'll take you on right now. 2008, he fucking, Ruffy went back. I reckon Ruffy went back on his own, not from a, a call from Clarko. And he went down on his own to block that 100th goal. And then Clarko pulled him out of the back line. You can see the footage. Watch the game, you fucking dog. Mate, Fev, uh, Ruffy came out last year and said he regrets that incident. Fev then fucking chased for the first time in his entire life in that game. He was running around that back, that back line, chasing Hawthorne players who had the ball, and, and he never chased like that in his entire life, just because he wanted yeah. to get his 100. Look at you, fucking rewriting history <laughs> to suit the Hawthorne narrative. Oh, here we go. Oh. Oh. But uh, do you reckon that Warwick is speaking the truth in this article? Now, here we go. Yeah, so it's half time. Oh, bring it in, fellas, bring it in. Oh, has anyone seen the whiz? Oh, I think he was talking to Joanne a second ago. Does anyone f- know where he is? Oh, yeah. I think he had to go to the bathroom and she also had to go to the bathroom. So I think they've gone in there together. Oh, do you want to go in and check? Someone comes in 20 seconds later. Uh, they're making sweet love in one of the toilet cubicles and it's half time. And bear in mind, these were the old suburban clubs too. Uh, ground, sorry. There's so, nowhere to hide. Like, no, there wouldn't be anywhere imagine? to hide. And also, if you've ever been in a, a suburban footy club, change room the toilets are fucking rank they're horrible yeah unless they get a little cheeky payout from the sports frauds yeah they're, they're, that's they're flush different. yeah yeah they're very flush that's your second set of toilets that are <laughs> rank but these ones if you're if the wizards go fucking hell i tell you what tell you what makes me fucking horny is the smell of piss and urinal cakes and by the way you've just been running around in the mud for an hour yeah yeah exactly and you know he's gone fucking hell i'll tell you what i could i could I know the coach is giving everyone a spray in there, but I tell you what, I'm fucking just too horny. Uh, yeah, the Wiz play is pretty uh, fast and loose with the facts. Like a lot of people have said to us over the years, kind of, why don't we get Capra on the show? But it's like, the guy doesn't really speak the truth that much. So he talked about here on a in an article here, uh, he was on the podcast, he can't be serious. Is that with, um, is that the Sam Newman, Don Scott, Mike Sheen one? Yeah, I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. He said he banked more than a million dollars for shooting a porn film with his former girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's not true. <laughs> and then he talks about how they want him to do I'm a Celebrity for any yeah. said 1.4 million, I'll do it. And you go, oh, I don't think that's true, Warwick. But he said he could only be in there for two nights or else, here we go, my makeup would run. So he would bring the laughter to the jungle that they would never have had before. I actually believe this one. He said I'd do buck night, Bucks Nights and I'd charge them yes. 2000 an hour. I actually believe that one. Yeah. I reckon that one would be true. But do you reckon, right, if he said it's two grand and you went, I've only got 500, he goes, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. No, he'll yeah. find a way. He'll find a way. Because he said after he had sex that uh, he'd be tired for the first five minutes of the third quarter. So just sit in the square till he got his energy back. But then he talked about here as well. He had cappuccino. He had his cappuccino van. Co- oh, yeah. A coffee van, essentially. Yep. So he had two of those, picked mm. up half a mil for that. Fuck, that's not bad for a coffee van. I mean... That's where all the other entrepreneurs around Australia are going wrong. They don't know uh, his business model of just you have a, you give it a fun name like Cappuccino and people go, I'd pay half a million dollars for that. You go, for two of them? And you're like, oh, yeah. You go, that's pretty – that's like your bank manager going, you know that's overs. You go, yeah, but it, it's Cappuccino. <laughs> and then he has Cappa Shiraz and they sell that for seventy five ninety nine. dollars Is I that get, right? I get them from Dan Murphy's for $3 and I put my own label on them. I feel like that may not be true as well. Who's walking, no, into, like the, who's walking into the shop and going, hmm, Cappuccino? Cappuccino. I mean, I, obviously, he's past work. He's an entrepreneur and does great stuff. This is going to be a quality drop. Also, I believe that would be, um, is that not highly illegal? I feel like that would be illegal, yeah. <laughs> to palm someone off, isn't that, isn't that what uh, a lot of people get in trouble for when they uh, you know, pass off wines as something else? He does live in his own little world, little Warwick. Hey, also, too... I'm going to say, if I do think that that is a Kappa Shiraz, which means that he's producing it himself, I don't think his hygiene standards would be at the levels that I would want my wine produced at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, if it was a full body, it would be a full fucking body. Hey, so another one, your mate, the chicken. Yeah. I mean, we're really dealing with some of the world's <laughs> most. <laughs> so Ricky Nixon put out a tweet. That's a tweet. Yeah, exclusive, by the way. And you got a, you've got a screenshot here. Damien Barrett follows Chicken. Yeah, absolutely. Do you follow so Chicken? 
I don't. I think that's the only reason it came up. I actually don't know how that came up. Mm, yeah, gotcha. But uh, anyway, if it's at Ricky Nixon Toot, why, why didn't you go Ricky Nixon Toot Toot? Like, why go half a toot, mate? Yeah, I mean, we know him for the toot toot. I mean, if yeah. if, if, if Ricky Nixon just went toot, I'd be like, who are you? I don't know you. Who's that bloke? Yeah. But if you go toot toot, I'd be like, oh, chicken, all over it. Well, that's how you, um, that's how they prove, like, if he's ever kidnapped and they get him <laughs> on the phone. If someone goes, it's me, Ricky Nixon Toot, and you go, uh, it's not him, mate. I believe it's actually on his passport. Ricky Nixon, two two, <laughs> two two, yeah. And he goes, through, go through. He, he goes through the automatic gates, and, and instead yeah. of beeping, he goes two two. Yeah, like, you sleep too. Oh, it's Ricky Nixon's in town. You know, chickens back in the country. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he he put out a tweet a tweet that says in capitals exclusive. So no one else in Australia has this bar Ricky Nixon, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he says, "Don't say I didn't tell you." Ooh. This is big news, Michael. Within 10 years, there will be a new Australian rules footy comp in Australia to rival the AFL. Sheesh. Yeah. He says it will be elite taking the top players from the AFL and putting them on double the money. Not double the money. Double the money. So you go, oh, would they pay him like, uh, would they pay 20% more? He goes, mate, no, nah, more than that. 200%. Is that 200%? Fuck, I'm bad with maths. Yep, 200, yeah. And he says it will be owned, so it's going to be it's going to be privately owned mm-hmm. by the biggest media players in the world, Michael. That's from Chicken, right there. You so heard you it first. T- yeah, yeah, he did. Exclusive uh, via the Chicken here on Junk Time. So that means that Jeff Bezos is going to own a team. Probably Elon Musk will have a team. I'm imagining Richard Branson's going to have a team. Like if it's all the biggest media players in the world, that's what I love. That all these people who have no fucking idea about AFL at all. Are gonna go? Who's this? Who's this chicken guy? But you know what it could mean. What's that? Could mean junk time could own a team. Oh, we are the biggest media players yeah. in the game. That is a very good point. We constantly come up with great innovations for the AFL that they never listen to. Furious yeah, about that's that. True. So we could possibly own a ga- own a team in this new league. Oh, who are you playing this week? Oh, we're up against the low dog cunts. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> try, those, to, try and sledge those, them. <laughs> yeah, that, that, pack, that pack of snipers. <laughs> They've already been given the worst by their uh, owners. Yeah. Our, our logo would just be a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> just someone in the stand just picking people off. Uh, it's inter- interesting, like in the media landscape at the minute, like they are talking mm. about, you know, whether Amazon or your Facebook and stuff like that want to get into the game. Because I think the media rights come up in about two years, I think. Yes, and that is correct. And I think uh, Gil has been talking to... Amazon, at the very least, because it's all about live streaming now, and yeah. that's where that's where I believe. I don't know if you've heard of a little thing called Ko. What? There's a there's a online streaming thing called Ko. Keep an eye out for it. They you might see an ad pop up here or there, but it's all about yeah, them just going well. We're going to bypass the big networks and just fucking give it to online streaming. So Amazon are fucking they're circling, my friend. They want in. Well, I figure it's the kind of thing where I imagine most competitions want to have their own Netflix, essentially. Yeah. So they, they, they stream all the games through there, but they have to get to a stage where the money that the TV rights bring in is equal to or more than their own, than they're doing it themselves. You know, like the NFL will get like, what, $12 billion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so, you know, if they have to kind of do a thing where we all pay, you know, 50 bucks a year to watch all the games. Yeah, which I think most people would, you know, if that's the only way you could see it, then that's the way you do it. Would you prefer, I, I would much prefer this, what about streaming, Brian? Well, that's the thing. I was wondering, I, I was going to say, like, I, I I, don't want to lose what I've already got. Mm, and so, therefore, true. if I if I got word that, you know, I could watch AFL games and, you know, it was like $5 for a year. But if they yep. didn't have roaming Brian, I'd be like, mm. well, I'm out. I can't. I can't in good conscience oh. do that. Well, no, I, I imagine that... that the AFL wouldn't even bother dealing with anyone who wouldn't have Roaming Brian. Yeah, because for sure. that would be that that would be what would bring Jeff Bezos here or Bezos here. He would be like, Oh, he saw this really shitty thing at the end of a game where no one wanted to talk to this fucking moron. <laughs> How do we get more of that? And he'd be like, I oh, will whatever it costs, AFL, Gil, whatever it costs, mate, I'll pay it. Hey, did you nick uh, Charlie Cameron's car? I, I didn't, but friends of mine have. I know and you've uh, stolen a lot of cars in the past. Mm. I don't really, I don't really take a small forwards car. That's just 
I always find that car's too pokey. I'm more of, you know, your key, your key forward. Like, you know, I stole plug of luck at um, Commodore back in the day. You know, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. You know, I'll, I'm trying to get hold of uh, Tom Lynch's Jeep at the minute, but he puts his keys away so I can't just break into the house and get him. Well, I reckon Tom Lynch wouldn't give a fuck about his car because he'd be free. Seems to me all the Richmond people are driving Jeeps, so they just get freebie. And so, you know, like, you, like when you just like leave your car, you know, door open, just be like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. I'll just yeah, get a free get one tomorrow. One. Yeah. Get another one. Well, because I think uh, I've been watching that to Helen back, um, Doco about Melbourne, and all their boys are getting around in Jaguars because they're sponsored by Jag. Now, I'll tell you what, you'd want a good sponsorship deal car wise, wouldn't you? Because Carlton are like with, they're with Hyundai, and I go, Oh, you'd just be you'd be looking at a Jeep going, Fuck you, Richmond, that's really good. And you know, the doggies are with Mercedes now. Are they really? Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, well, they're 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 gonna get taken in the car park for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not driving those away from Whitnoble. Uh, why is it that the people who make the most money get all free shit? Like when you see all, you know, online, you know, thanks for this thing, yeah, yeah. thanks for that, thanks for that. It's like the people who, who can purpose you know, happily buy these things. Get it all need free. it the least. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do hear you, but um, as someone who does partake in the occasional um, trip to the polo, you know, well, trip to flight to the polo, if you don't mind, um, and also you know the odd corporate box, I say more to the rich. So there's it's described as members of Brisbane gang. Okay, in inverted. Do they comments. name the gang? No, I don't think they have a gang name. Just That's like disappointing. A, you need a you need a name. You're going to be a gang. Get a name, fellas. They stole Charlie Cameron's Mercedes the other night. Yeah, and then they what, while he was playing in a charity game. That is the most disgusting bit about it. Like if he's a, if he's just playing a regular game, fucking go for your life, guys. But not while he's doing something for the greater good. And then they put a post up online with a couple mm. of the dudes. Now, um, their faces being obscured by emojis. Huh. Which they did themselves. Yeah, yeah, and they're funny. They're like, uh, they're kind of smiling emoji, but the eyes are dollar signs, and then the tongue yeah. is sticking out, and it's a dollar sign. Oh yeah. And they're kind of taunting him, saying, "Yeah, we stole your car with the uh, caption, and you know, prepare yourself. It's the worst. Ha 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 ha. That that hurts. That's that, fucking dirty. It's not just the taking of the Mercedes, but writing ha 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 like laughing, laughing in Charlie Cameron's poor little face. He doesn't deserve that." And interestingly, though, they scrubbed out the um, license plate of the car. So do you think that they did that so they're not... Because Mitch Robinson posted on his uh, Twitter, he posted a picture of the car and it's got the, the number plate on it there. Yeah, saying, they, you know, if, if, if you've it? seen it, you know, come and let us know. Yeah. Why would they scrub it out? What are they scared of? If you fucking search hardened criminals, put the fucking number plate up, you weak dogs. It's really interesting, though, like kind of taunting like that, like putting up... Stealing a car, like, you know how sometimes, like, you go, you want to get caught? Yeah. Like, putting a photo up, and I'm sure if there was a magic technology, no, they could probably get rid know, of those. You know what, Michael? I like the taunting, because I think car theft has become too sanitised. You know, we just want our car thieves to be run-of-the-mill, cliched, look, we're just taking it one car at a time, it's just a week-by-week -week proposition, I don't know what I'm going to steal next week. This is just fucking, ha-ha-ha, in your fucking face, cop that. We're taking the car again, you fuckhead. I love it. Have you ever had your car broken into? Uh, no, I don't believe I have. I have had a car broken into and they it was a shitty car. Oh. Like, it wasn't great. Um, yep. But I, um, they maybe attempted to take the radio. Yeah, okay. But eventually couldn't be bothered and just left it on the front seat. Oh, so they got it out. Yeah, sort it was of. attached to wires, yeah. So maybe they couldn't get it totally out, so they were just yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll just leave it. No, again, I, I, you reminded me, I did have my car broken into when I was in uh, living in North Fitzroy, and they tried to start it with a screwdriver, so they fucked up the ignition. And I didn't notice this for a couple of weeks, but they'd rifled through my glove box, because this is back in the days of CDs, and I didn't notice this because they only took like one and left about 12 in there and just went, oh, this is shit. Yeah, for sure. I think you'd feel a bit of shame like when the, you know, the crooms come through and if they don't take anything and you're like, yeah. are they like, oh. they, they just went, no, that's not worth 
climbing through the window for this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This guy's this guy's embarrassing. He's got a Lenovo fucking laptop. I'm not fucking. I'm not doing. I'm not doing one to two years for a Lenovo. What am I, fucking loser? Hey, we talked about Dermy last uh, time we did the pod. Oh, poor barely walking Dermy. How's he going? He's undergone his twenty sixth major major surgery. Bloody hell! He's had a rib removed. Is that right? So he had a. F- a l- Lower floating rib on his left-hand side mm. was removed as part of the procedure to alleviate some of the pain he endures daily. So we talked about his back pain. Yeah, yeah. So they took a rib, and I think that is exactly... You remember that rumour that went around uh, about Marilyn Manson having a rib removed, which happened when we, were, when we were younger? And I believe that is true because he was one of the best centre-half forwards getting around Marilyn Manson, and he said that it was from repeat hits in the back from taking all these overhead marks. Because he was a six-time All-Australian, I believe. <laughs> well, if you think about it, if you think about 89, Yates came mm. in on the left-hand side. Yeah. And Dermot took that impact on his ribs. And so that maybe be a, uh, you know, recurrence of that issue. So they just pull it out? Well, I suppose so, yeah. yeah rib removed. Like, you never really hear about that. And also, when we talked about him last time, like, it like, like, are they doing the right thing? Because it sounded like his back was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they're going, oh, no, we're taking our rib. It's like, what the fuck did you do that for? My spinal column is like an S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you fucked me up. Can I just say, though, how power to Dermot Brereton here. He's had 26 major surgeries, right? So he's probably had a lot of arthroscopes and little, you know, mm. cleanups. It's his 26 major one. How is this guy not addicted to opioids like there's no fucking tomorrow? How That's is he really not just point. fucking chewing down on fucking Oxycontin and Endone, just fucking... You know, gack to the eyeballs. You just go, do my way. He's like, who are you? You're like, mate, to me, it's Rosie. He's like, oh, fucking, what's a Rosie? He, he's done very, very well, the fact that he can be on air and not be fucking spaced out. Well, maybe that's why they call him five day, five night, because it takes five in the morning and five at night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Mark Murphy, your mate. Great player. Out of the... He's uh, in the leadership group, but uh, not the captain anymore. Champion player. Bit of leadership group stuff. So, we'll detour for a second. Max Gorn, new captain at Melbourne. Mm. Interesting. And also, Jack Viney uh, has been relegated, relegated to vice captain. Do you think that's tough? Do you think you go, oh, nobody likes me? Why don't they it's like really, me? I think it is really harsh because it's one of those, it's play, like it's player-driven, and I reckon that's what really hurts. Like, Zach Merritt got removed from the entire leadership group at Essendon because mm-hmm. he was one of the vice-captains, and it's driven by the players. Like, if, it's a co- if the coach did it, you'd be like, well, that's a bit shit, but it's one person's decision. But when it's all your mates... Yeah, voting for you, yeah. Yeah, you're a bit like, oh, fucking hell. They really didn't like the way I acted last year and I, you know, yelled at them all the time and fucking was a grumpy prick around them. Yeah, it would have been really weird, yeah. But there was a uh, shock horror news. So, mm. headline in the Herald Sun, uh, AFL star Mark Murphy and wife Jessie serve their son adult food as Good. more Australian parents want kids at five fine dining restaurants. Is that right? Hmm. I mean... Where do you stand on this? As someone who would partake in fine dining quite often... With your with your parents, when mummy and daddy, uh, when you go down to visit them, where do you like seeing kids in view to mind, Michael? That's actually a really interesting point. I, f- I fine dine very very rarely. I, I can't even tell you the last time I fine dined. Actually, I did fine dine at View de Monde once, <laughs> about four years ago, I reckon. For oh really? Brother. What was that? What was that in aid of? I think that was my brother-in-law's fiftieth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but fine, and fine dining. Which chi- children? children were children allowed allowed in the establishment? Children are not at that shindig. That was an okay. adults only shindig. Um, right. But I'm sure children are allowed at. Had you on. seen Mark and Jess Murphy with their young son Max? What would your, um, what? How would you have taken that? Would you have been like, I want the kid out, mate? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah. would. I w- first off, I would have pointed at Mark and said, "Get out of here. You've done yep. nothing. You're useless. You never mm-hmm. played. You never never achieved anything at the club. It's hurtful. Your club's useless." You're a fucking disgrace. I mean, you fucking, you fucking. What are you looking at? Fifteenth again this year? You fucking, you bullshit. Fucking smell what Carlton's cooking. Not much. But they have. Uh, a good callback to a 2010 um, 
membership promo, but, but that's it, fine. But it's kind of a funny article by the fact that they talk about like a bunch of people, a bunch of people who want to take their kids to a nicer place, but they feel embarrassed about it. Like they yeah. don't want their little kid, you know, throwing food around or getting, you know, stuff everywhere. But yes. it's weird because they talk to a few celebrity chefs and they talk about some polling. Very weird polling here. Like, but the, the, then they all of a sudden stumble on the end of the article to Mark Murphy and his wife, Jesse. And they says they want to take their son, Max, too, mm. where they like to eat out. But he says the Carlton veteran, gun, gun midfielder, okay, strong words, gun midfielder, <laughs> 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 told News Corp, Mark's like his, Mark, Max like his avocado for breakfast and pasta for dinner. Mm. Quote from Mark, uh, it's, uh, it's good we can expose him to different options. So I agree. Hot chips are not the be on a Lendor. Jesse mm. cooks too, but he likes what we eat. So oh, there you go. He's just, a, he's just a normal kid, mate. Okay, let me put it to you. How old were you when you had your first foie gras? I, foie gras, I was, I can tell you, actually, I was... Can you? You fucking idiot. No, I was 40. Ah, that's disappointing. Surely, yeah. mama and papa had it on the menu when you were, I don't know, cruising on your yacht across fucking Port Phillip Bay? No, I can tell you exactly where I was. I was in Paris, and I got Uber Eats, and I got... Sent some duck and some foie gras because I was like, I don't want to eat foie gras in public. I want to eat that privately because I know that the, the abuse <laughs> that the fucking goose. But I'm really curious about eating foie gras, and so I uh, I had to I had to wrangle a bloke who couldn't speak English and uh, fuck I couldn't speak French. So that's on me as well. Um, or not even no, as it's well. On him, mate. It's, not it's on him. As well, it's not the word for it. It's uh, it's on me yeah. entirely, and yeah. uh, coaxed him down a street. Where, so we can meet each other, and so I could eat foie gras in, the, on, in the privacy of a hotel, and be like, "Oh, you can, you can, you can taste the pain. You can taste the pain." All right, this this has got fucking dodgy written all over. <laughs> I coaxed a man, I coaxed a man down the street, and we and he brought me foie gras. That's fucking a euphemism, if ever I've heard it, mate. Hey, uh, big story. Uh, your mate Basil. Oh, going to talk to Kaz. Mate, you know what I love about this, right? Is that We've all been wondering what Ben Cousins has been up to, yeah? Our mate, Basil Zemplis, is sitting down with Ben Cousins. And how good is this, right? So he's... No questions are off limits. No questions. This is what I love about it. No questions. Nothing. He can ask him whatever he wants. Cuz can't say, mate, you can't... He said, no. They're all on limits. Now, the interview, apparently it's already been recorded, right? And the interview took place in secret, Michael, so no one knew about it. I don't know how the Australian got hold of this information, mm. but it took it took place in secret over five days. Five days? That's a fucking... That's like a Guantanamo Bay-esque type interview. A here. little bit. It's a little bit Frost Nixon, isn't it? It's, it's a bit full on. So it says here, why did Ben go so dramatically off the rails? Probably poor choice of words. Um, yeah. What really happened to him... <laughs> What really happened to him over the past decade? It's an epic story of riches to rags, infused with great hope and desire to get back on track. It's a bit harsh. And also it says it's like one of the great untold stories in sport. Do you reckon? I I don't know. What are we going to hear? It's been been pretty told. Like, I I reckon we know a lot about Ben Cousins and what he's been up to. Like, you kind of go, uh, well, there was that period where he was in prison for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Um, There was that bit where he broke into the SAS barracks and was a little bit, you know, under the weather. Um, apart from that, I reckon we know a lot of what Ben Cousins has been up to. What are we going to hear that's new? Like, he's like, oh, I've taken up painting. Oh, okay, great. But did that Good take stuff. five days to get that out of him? Well, you know, he's a very reluctant painter. So, yes. You know what Cousins like. He doesn't like to talk about shit like this. we got some footballers in real life, man. we got a great one uh, about Basil that came to my email account anonymously, which is what I love about it. Really? And How, it was, uh, uh, take us through that. I mean, this could take five days, but... but <laughs> well, basically, if, if you go to my website, the email is there, and this person has set up an anonymous account and sent this to me with no names. I can't track down who it came from or whatever. And it is a, an exceptionally detailed email about their interaction uh, with Basil Zemplis that we cannot possibly read out because of the level of information that is involved in this story. So we do appreciate it. And it even goes on to talk about an interaction with uh, Sean McManus, which was a lot more positive than their interaction with Basil Zemplis. Yeah. But uh, we can't read it out. So thank you for it. It was a great read. We did enjoy it. But, um, yeah, we just can't We can't read it out. We felt like he was in a private home. And so we thought, like, uh, we may not be able to talk about that. 
And he's not exactly glowing about. I, uh, I had a football in real life. Um, in Sydney? No, actually, I forgot to bring this up, but it would have been a oh. month ago when I was back in Melbourne. You've been holding out on us. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to bring it up, but um, Lids. Fucking idiot. Deludio. Oh, you and is he near Mum and Dad's? Is he still living there? Yeah, yeah. So down the road from Mum and Dad. So uh, yep. I spotted him. I was just out and about and uh, spotted him with the old shirt off, looking fitter, fitter than he's ever been. Okay. But he's uh, he's back at the uh, the Melbourne location because now he's doing Box Hill. Oh right, so he's with Hawthorne. You should have gone up to him and been like really naive and said, "Mate, I don't really follow footy, but congratulations on your two flags with Richmond." Medals, and just and just watch, see how quickly you can like. Get the tears to flow. Yeah, sure, sure. Just go, mate. That Marlon Pickett, what a story. I mean, you, obviously, you're a great story as well because you played, <laughs> you know, two hundred odd games and you, yeah. you got the medal around your neck. Oh, oh yeah, you he s- played one game and he got a medal. Yeah. You must have many medals. Yeah, many medals. And what what I love about you, Lids, is the fact that the team was shit for so long, got good, then went shit for one year, but you stuck around and said, "I'm not fucking get, I'm not bailing out on that. I'm sticking around. I'm a tiger through and through." Good on oh. you, Liz. Have a great night, mate. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> uh, from Mike. Uh, so I'm sitting at Caltex on Punt Road and a lovely new Volvo uh, XC90 SUV. X- XC90, mate. Oh, what did I say? XC90. XC90, like some kind of chump who doesn't drive a SUV. Rolls into the spot next to me. Shiny, new and with baby seats fitted. Uh, oh, out nice. hops an athletic bloke and grabs the air hose to check the pressure on his continental tyres. Mm. Uh, none other than Mr. Scott, family man, Pendlebury. Oh, is that right? Quietly went about his business, jumped back in and appeared to send a few texts and away he went. Now, Oh, God, God, I like that. He didn't drive. He just went, I've got to pause. I've checked the tyres. I can send some texts because I'm stationary. Text sent. Off I go. I feel like not only Mr. Family Man, but Mr. Responsible. Well, I feel like he might have had to have the engine off. I think that might be the rule. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's done it. If you're going to send a text, have the engine off. I don't know. Good on him. I don't know if the engine was off, man. I mean, we Pendle. Not going to. Not going to question. Not going to question. Pendles will know. He he would know. You you don't check the. I don't reckon you check the tire pressure with the car running. Just turn it all off. Safety first, mate. Uh, It's impressive to see a football player who knows his way around a car. And more impressive to see a Collingwood player whose experience with tyres doesn't involve stealing them from a Commodore <laughs> and leaving it on bricks. <laughs> uh, from Pablo. I was there the night Dermy rode his Harley out of the Metro nightclub. Wow. On my way in, I saw it in the foyer and thought it was some kind of promo. On my way out, none other than young Derm gets on it, starts it and rides out onto the street. Instant legend. True story. Can you imagine being there with your mates and seeing that? Like, no one would believe you. you go, mate, I saw. Yeah. I, actually, they probably would because it's Dermy, but it's just one of those stories where incredible to be there. Like, that's bigger than fucking the Kennedy assassination. Like, if you're in if you're in Dallas and then you happen to be at the Metro, people be like, what's the biggest moment in your life? You go, oh, I saw Dermot Brereton with all, with all his ribs right out of the Metro. Do you reckon maybe they had CCTV back then? So say that was like 1988, maybe? Uh, nah, 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 no way. Nah, I don't reckon that came in until... It, it may have been in banks, but mm-hmm. I reckon beyond that... Yeah, sure. Because what are you recording it on? You're recording it on a 90-minute VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fucking, you'd have to have like 70 VHSs set up and have to watch them all. But if you found that tape, if you did find that tape, like that's bigger than the Zapruta film. Absolutely, Derby yeah. coming out of the night, uh, coming out of Metro. <laughs> be fucking great because <laughs> they've knocked me- they've knocked Metro down. I know. I saw Derby. I saw Derby out the front a week ago. He was crying. <laughs> there should be a plaque there. <laughs> it's disappointing. Uh, from Tom, was at Subway Banala today. Oh, today lovely. ordering country a, Victoria. Ordering a fine lunch for myself when I spotted a familiar-looking man walking towards the entrance. Not immediately identifying this man, but noting his m- noting my recognition, I had a second look, and to my surprise, realised I was looking at the face of none other than 2012 Brownlow medalist Trent Cotchin. Well, there you go. At this point, Trent turned to respond to a comment made behind him, and I was again surprised to see Jack Rewalt uh, joining him. The boys were clearly on the way to Wangaratta as the Tigers were due to play a pre-season match against the Mighty Pies later that day. Both were wearing Richmond training footy shorts and simple grey t-shirts. However... I was for a third time surprised to notice that Jack had opted for no shoes or socks and was in fact barefooted. Wow. 
I noted this clear breach of food standards in my local subway <laughs> and consider how Damien Hardwick would feel about his staff board walking the street of country town without any protective footwear. Yeah, I know. Coronavirus. Be careful out there. Well, yeah. Oh, fucking, yeah, step on a meth pipe. They quietly stood in line waiting for their turn to order whilst talking amongst themselves, seemed in, in good spirits. My girlfriend noted and informed me later that it was th- at this point one of them could be heard singing along to a Lily Allen track on the radio. This is great oh, data. This is fantastic <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, I informed her this is most likely Jack. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Killer's front yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to leave. Finally, they made to the front of the line and I strained to hear Trent order two wheat foot long. Again, great oh, detail. Yeah, uh, I love it. Not sure if he was ordering uh, for both of them or just wanted to load up for the afternoon. Walking back to the car, I noticed one very fancy Jeep. Got a mm. Jeep. Uh, parked in the shade and deduced the, poi- the boys had made the two and hour, a bit hour drive together. A Jeep, again. That, that is fantastic. Can I just say, though, so they are in the Jeep. Uh, Collingwood not sponsored by Holden. Pendles was in the the Volvo. Yeah, I was trying to think about that. Like they, they have the Holden Holden Center. Center. Yeah, yeah. So Pendles is in the yeah Volvo. But maybe they have a, a sponsorship deal with Volvo because remember when they unveiled Mick Malthouse in the late nineties? Mm. That that was in a Volvo. Okay, but I I thought that they had moved on clearly to Holden. I think Eddie's Eddie's radio show has a big thing with an Audi company. So I feel like they might even cross over a little bit. They get yeah, a little okay. bit of, you know, chuck an Audi over here every now and then. Yeah, righto. Can someone throw us a fucking car, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> the junk the junk timer bill? Yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah. What kind of car would junk timers drive? What are we what are we gonna drive? I'm not really a big car guy, but what are we gonna drive? Uh let's get like a Dodge Challenger. hmm What, do you, a, what a, do you drive? I drive a uh, Subaru, mate, a uh, Subaru WRX. Okay, gotcha. Is that a good yeah. car? Uh, it's a little bit sporty, yeah. It's oh, my third sorry. one, so I do like them. From Jason, I was working for a famous international piano player who was performing at Hanning Rock a couple of weeks ago. Yes, I'm doing very well. One of the mornings I was driving some crew to the site early to set up when they asked for a good recommendation on a way for coffee. Being a Pasco Vale local, I pulled off the highway at Moreland Road and took them to Par- Parkstone Cafe on Coonan's Hill Road. Probably a bit too much detail. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> got to pull it. No, got to pull him up there. That is actually Pasco Vale South that he's uh, pulling into there. He might be a Pasco Vale local, but that I grew up there. That's like the that strip of shops is where we used to get our lunch orders from in primary school. Continue. What, what do you mean you got your lunch orders there? We got it. We could get we could get fish and chips for lunch because they didn't have a canteen at our school. We got it from the shops, and they would make our sandwiches and stuff. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, that's great. that's not a bad little um side earner, hey? Oh fuck yeah! For the shops, they were loved it. And the fish and chip shop, like every Friday, you know, we had the fattest kids in the state, but it was fucking great. You were a large child, Adam. I was a do little wanna, tubby. Do you want to talk mm. about that? So Coonan's Hill Road, continue. Great coffee, and even better, it's open at 7am on a Saturday. That's early. Uh, walking in, I saw someone standing near the counter. Have you been served, mate? I said, barely making eye, can- eye contact with... <laughs> nearly fucked up there. Come on. <laughs> making eye contact with a gent. Uh, yeah, I'm all good, mate. Go ahead, said the gent. I placed my order and watched the barista finish his beverage by sprinkling some chocolate on top. I thought it was odd, as it was a half cappuccino in a full cup. I looked across and saw a jet by the cl- Jet black, straight hair of none other. Again, multiple premiership oh. winning captain, Trent Cochin. What's he doing in Pascoval South? Ordering on an early Saturday morning, Bev. Uh, being a Carlton supporter. Oh, sorry, mate. Uh, a swiftly swiftly timed physical altercation could have be put him <laughs> out of contention for round one. But credit where credit is due for an outstanding ambassador of the game. Uh, he said thanks, made his way outside to his low-key... 2014-16 Toyota Land Cruiser. Wait a second. So we had a Jeep in the yeah, first one. We, we got, go. a, so got a Toyota. Perhaps that could have been Jack's Jeep in the earlier version. That's that a good story. point, actually. That's a really good point. Yeah. Well, being taken aback, the Jeep hadn't thrown him their latest model. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, maybe Jack had the Jeep and Trent had the uh, Toyota. Surely the captain gets the Jeep. Well, sh- surely, surely they have to hand out a freebie. Surely. Absolutely. Jeep, pull your fucking finger out. He's driving a Land Cruiser around. Unless, 
he just stolen a Land Cruiser and we've dobbed him in. Apologies if you did, Koch. I wouldn't put it past him. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a, he's that kind of bloke. <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, I reckon I wouldn't put it past um, Trent of stealing Charlie Cameron's car. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll probably get in trouble for that, but it, uh, I mean, it seems like the gang type who goes up to Brisbane and steals cars. Yeah, we're, we're just saying the stuff that people are trying and to say. he uses the Origin game as an alibi for it. Perfect. <laughs> it's like, it's mate, perfect I, was, I was captain. I was at Marvel the whole time. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking sure about? Sure you were. Sure you were, Koch. I can't be in Brisbane, yeah. you know, organising yeah. my boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, from Jonah. A little while ago, I was uh, working at the BBL at Perth Stadium. And who should come through members area? Clearly doing very well for himself. But Docker Key back, Alex Pierce. He was sporting a bandaged ankle from a recent operation. I very whistily asked him, how's the ankle? Facing an unpredictable mm. question, he seemed <laughs> a tad nonplussed and mumbled something mm. like, oh, it's okay. I immediately graded my very lame question, thinking I should have suggested to Alex that he drink more milk in his diet, give, given his very brittle bones. Mm. At least uh, I didn't ask him for a selfie, I suppose. So oh, he's got a, Get a fucking sense of humour, Alex Pierce. You know, he's fucking asking you, how's your ankle? You fucking answer the man. Lighten up, mate. You're at the BBL. Yeah. Okay. He knows who you are. How many people are stopping Alex Pierce in the street? Well, that's actually a good point, because I must be honest, I had never fucking heard of Alex Pierce in my life. No, he is a very, very good backman at Fremantle, and he's had a bad uh, run of uh, leg injuries. You call yourself a football fan. Seriously, you're a fucking disgrace. I know, I fucked up, man. I fucked up. Yeah, you have. Hey, don't forget our comedy festival shows. Head to comedyfestival.com.au. Also, myself at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Head to the Sydney Comedy Festival website. We are Junk Time Apple Pod at Gmail, on Twitter and Facebook. And the Gram! Gonna hit the road. Go Hawks! Go Jeep. We love Jeep. Love Jeep. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.